Welcome in once again to the Bama Baseline Podcast. I'm James Fletcher alongside Luke Ratliff and Trevin Pierre-Noel. A lot to talk about as we had Thanksgiving break off. How was you guys' break, guys? Got full, ate a lot of turkey. It was good. See, this is this is where my family is different. We don't do turkey on Thanksgiving. We no. No, we don't. No. I find it just a boring bird. The what the turkey? It's um, it's always tough. There's no there's no. It's, it's extremely it's, dry. It's, it's always it's, dry. That's the it's, truth. It's, it's going to be dry no matter how juicy you make it. It's like, a flavorly challenged bird. You know, like I just don't understand how it's the main thing that we go there for, and it's the least appetizing thing on the menu. Exactly. Uh, my family, uh, we we cooked a. Uh, I, I made a gumbo. It was very okay. good. Ooh, okay. Yeah, my, my brother. Different. My brother cooked a low country bowl. It was very good. Uh, now explain to us what that is. A low country bowl. Yes, for you, the listeners. Oh, for the <laughs> for the listeners, James. Uh, low country bowl. It's just a bowl, and it's got shrimp, uh, corn, potatoes, uh, other things you want to put in. Some people put crab and stuff, but we. I'm not that. I'm not you know made of money, so we don't do that. <laughs> uh, uh, Put a thing of Zatarain's crap bowl in it, like to do. Yeah. Drop a lemon in there. It's really good. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. We had a good Thanksgiving, folks. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a Cajun Thanksgiving. Well, well I mean, very good very, food's good food. It is good food. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Cajun food. I went home, uh, got a nice meal. Love that sweet potato casserole. Nice. Was it with me? or without marshmallows? We do we do the pecans and the the uh, brown sugar on top. Here, this opens up uh, room for debate. Here, do you say pecan or pecan? It's pecan. It's pecan. <laughs> here we are. It's we got a, we got a true southerner down it's, here. It's pecan. <laughs> it's, it's not just pecan. It's pecan. It's a pecan. It's pecan. It's pecan pie. Yeah, that's it. A pecan pie. It's a pecan pie. <laughs> Trevor and I, we're on the same page here. You know? Oh, we yeah, don't have. You're on team pecan. Yeah, it's pecan. 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 Our northern friend James, yeah, who was from the far from northern the far stretch north of Memphis, of Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. No, it's pecan. It's pecan pie. Yes. Come on now. You should know this. Well, anyway, I I also get a wide array of pies for Thanksgiving. That's our big thing. We had pumpkin pie. We have Oreo pie. We had chess pie. We even had an apple pie this year. So lots of pie to go around for everybody. It was a great time, great weekend. And uh, lots of good basketball to watch, uh, too, this weekend. And that brings us to the battle for Atlantis, the bad boy mowers. Battle for Atlantis. The law, the battle for the the let's say it by its full Christian name. <laughs> the bad boy motor, mowers battle for the lost city of Atlanta. Oh my gosh, Trevin, we'll let you we'll let you kick <laughs> yes. it off. We played North Carolina on yes. Wednesday. Yes. Uh, what were your thoughts on that game? Uh, a seventy-six to sixty-seven loss for the Tide. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie. If everything went exactly the way I anticipated it to go. You know. They fought hard. They try to stay in the game. That's all we can ever ask for. North Carolina is a very, very good team. We only lost by nine points. I was not upset with that game. Everybody did what they could. We were, we were again, we're a very injured team, very shorthanded. I feel like if we were at full strength, we could have gave them a run for their money. I tell mm-hmm. you what, I was, I'm in the same boat here because uh, all things considered, Alabama played a really good game against North Carolina. Yes. Uh, considering, of course. But, you know, uh, didn't really shoot the ball well. Uh, but, who, you know, who's, who's on board for that, right? Right. Uh, the only area of concern I look at that is just, you know, we got 
speed up. What was it? Plus North Carolina's plus twenty six in rebounding. Yeah, was that it? Dominated us on the board. And you know, a, a historically good team, especially under Roy Williams, North Carolina is in rebounding. But uh, I think that's where the big difference was in the game is just how many times were you watching that game, especially in the second second half, and North Carolina would, you know, volleyball slap the ball back out to the perimeter. <laughs> right. right. Uh, but, rebound, but. but also shout out to the team defensively because they kept Cole Anthony in check. They did pretty, pretty much. Good. That was probably the best. He's pretty like, good, and, and we we spoke about it last time on right. the Bama Baseline podcast. Yeah. You got to stop one of the two. You got to stop either Garrison Brooks or Cole Anthony. And if if you limit those two, if you limit their production, uh, you're gonna have a good day against North Carolina. And we didn't have a bad day, but we also you know. Alabama didn't really limit Garrison Brooks any. No, they, they got they, they got they got one yeah, two. They struggled down low, but let me it, tell you the difference in this game. Yeah, and this is what I said going into it. Here we go. And, and if you kept up with us on Twitter over the week, you, you followed this story live from the the Bama baseline group chat. In the first half, we we did our job. We never let Leaky Black leave our sights. <laughs> but in the second half, unfortunately, there was about a seven-minute span where Leaky Black was left unguarded, and he rattled off nine points in seven minutes uh, during the second half. Of course, that is the margin of defeat for the Tide, and so I can only say <laughs> that I was right. <laughs> but all, all jokes, all jokes James, aside. Well, this, James, is, this is James. James's loud right day. James. All jokes aside. On the podcast. James. All jokes aside, I thought we played a, a great game. Uh, got beat up down low. Uh, we, we really struggled down there. Uh, but I thought on the perimeter, great defense. And, you know, JV and Davis, he's a young guy. He's still learning. To put him up head-to-head against Garrison Brooks, that's a tough tough task for anybody to draw. And so I, I thought he, he did his best uh, down there. And I, I really was very pleased with Wednesday's performance against uh, North Carolina. It's, it's about as good as you can ask for in a loss, in, in my opinion. I just wish we would rebound the ball better. You know, I mean, that just, I think, com- that just comes down to size a little yeah. bit, and just us being short mm-hmm. on that end, like on that port, like kind of spectrum of the ball. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just going to happen in that kind of scenario. So I can't really blame them for and that. And Garrison Brooks, no, no, uh, DeAndre Ayton, he's not backing down. That's right. Oh, yeah. When times get tough. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> but this, I, I'm telling you, this was a this was a good test for Alabama against a really good team that I think was. The, everyone in the country really good, seeing their games beforehand. North Carolina, that is, against Elon and what was the other one? Who, who else they play that played them tough? I'm forgetting. For North Carolina? Yeah, they played somebody tough, and then they played Elon tough, and then they played us. And, like, my point being is, you know, uh, this was a team that everybody was expecting, not expecting, but, it, yeah, expecting. They were expecting them to give up soon. Yeah, uh, and, and it was very. I was optimistic that Alabama would be that team on the national stage uh, to really break North Carolina at least once early, you know. Because you, 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 if you were watching North Carolina, you could see it coming. Uh, but unfortunately, no. The next day what was Michigan. Michigan broke them. Ugh. Michigan, oh, they did. Michigan broke them. They broke them. Yeah. They broke everybody at tournament. Yeah. They did. They, they had a God. great week, and we'll talk about them. Good uh, job, Jawan Howard. Here. Good job, Jawan Howard. I want to move on to Thanksgiving Day 
uh, game against Iowa State. Uh, it was billed as a showdown between Kyra Lewis Jr. and Tyrese Halliburton, two sophomore guards who have NBA hopes uh, after this season. And uh, Tyrese Halliburton, he got the best of him on, uh, on this day. Uh, Kyra Lewis, only three for 13 from the field, uh, eight points. And uh, Tyrese Halliburton had a huge day. I mean, 23 total points, or four of seven from three, which has been his, his downfall uh, so far in his career. 11 rebounds, nine assists. He controlled the game on both ends of the floor. This was a very, very on-brand Alabama basketball game against Iowa State because Alabama goes in and, you know, really plays okay, you know, plays pre- pretty good, will win a lot of games the way they played, but runs into a team that's shooting before the game, what was it, 26% from three on the year? Yeah. And then goes then goes just ballistic against Alabama. They shot 67%. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking wrong. They shot 53%, not quite that good. Yeah. Uh, from the field, like it's still incredible for a team that, yeah, it's, it's uh, on twenty nine shots, right? It's just, it's, what what can you do? You know, we Alabama scored eighty nine points, eighty nine points, and lost by fifteen. Think about that. For, <laughs> yeah. Think about that for two seconds and tell me you don't want to go jump into the river, right? <laughs> And it was good, man. That was just a difficult. We out rebounded them. We had better control over the ball. We just fou- we fouled them a little bit more than they did. But like those three pointers, I was just sitting there. I was like, "How on God's green earth does it take this Bahama water for y'all to finally start making it?" And then John Petty was matching them for the first half of the game. He that boy was that boy was different. He John came out Petty. on fire. That boy ended, was different. Ended the game six of nine from three. And nice. the, Thirty-four total. In points. the first half, I almost got some sunglasses and treat him like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Just go sit on the bench, just chill out real quick. But like. After that, after John Petty went down with that ankle thing, it was just different at that point on. Yeah, yeah John Petty, incredible, 34 points. Like I said, 6 of 9 shooting from 3. Nice. 11 of 22 overall. Uh, 6 of 6 from the free throw line. Trevin, I know you like that. I love it. I know you like I that. I love a good free throw. 12 rebounds. How about John Petty coming out and being one of Alabama's top rebounders? This season, hey, gotta do what you gotta do, man. Gotta do what you gotta do. I'm telling you, they're putting him, they're swapping him from two to three to the four spot on any given game. So, I mean, I'm not shocked that he's doing 12 because he's he's doing everything right now. Mm -hmm. He's he's John Petty, you know, he talked about it uh, after the uh, the was it Florida Atlantic? It was Florida Atlantic, I believe it was. Yeah, Yeah. Florida Atlantic game. I talked about how he's you know in the gym. Uh, more he's in before or after at, for hours at the time. I know personally I went in before the Florida Atlantic game a couple hours early to do some things, and John Petty was already on the floor. Uh, get, get putting up shots, trying to get better every day. And it's starting to pay off. I think you've seen – I don't know if it was, it was the low ceilings in, in the <laughs> Imperial is, Arena. I think. I mean, if you look at Michigan's play in that tournament yeah. versus the next game against Louisville, it was a different team shooting the ball. Yeah. I don't know if it was the low ceilings in the Bahamas or if it was the lighting, the floor, what it was, but John Petty really turned it on in this tournament. Yeah, he, he shot MVP. great all week. 
MVP. Always. He played great basketball. And hopefully he'll be able to bring that back to Coleman Coliseum and, no, no, and continue don't, that. Don't, don't bring it back to Coleman. Keep it on the road because that's where he needs to perform. He can bring it You know what I mean. But also keep it on the road, too. Trevin, on the record, is not wanting John Petty to perform. No, well no, 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 no. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'll be like, just, just always keep it with you. Just, I'm saying, just keep it in your back pocket anywhere you go. Right? Just Coleman, you know, Memorial College, Memorial, you know, Auburn <laughs> Arena. Just keep it everywhere you go. Just That's, that's all I'm going to say. They did, they did also get the, the walk-ons in the game at the end. Britton Johnson, Johnson, one for this one guy. from deep in the game BJ. against Iowa State. <laughs> Best shooter on the team. Let's go. <laughs> he's shooting, if I'm not mistaken, he's shooting 50% on the year from three. That is 50%, one for one, 100% uh, really? on this night. Oh, oh on, <laughs> on this, this night. night. I was yeah, about to say on this Iowa season. State. Have no. I missed something? <laughs> but no, I and you continue to watch uh, – Unfortunately, Shackelford did struggle this weekend. Uh, kind of came back back down from a hot streak in Coleman Coliseum the last few games. Jalen Forbes uh, continuing to struggle. He, he really just needs to see a shot go down. Uh, that I think that his confidence is is key for this team. They're they're going to have to play him with all the injuries uh, in real minutes. Uh, and so for him to get out there and really get involved and start to see that shot fall I think will be huge for him, and hopefully he can get that going over this month of December. Absolutely, and you talk about uh, it, it just you, – you mentioned it right there. This I think you've seen during the battle for Atlantis just how shorthanded this Crimson Tide team is. Uh, we During the preseason, when the injuries start rolling, Juwan Gary, uh, James Rojas, when it start rolling out, stuff like that, you didn't really think about – or I didn't at least think about how it would – be a major factor, but you could see, especially North Carolina, Iowa State, you could see that uh, it's just the shorthanded. The short, yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't make up bodies, you know. But yeah, you can't, and it's been a struggle for them. Uh, they did get James Beagle Bolden <coughs> back for this tournament. That I think was big for the Tide all oh, week. Huge. And it, you see his breakout game against Southern Miss. Uh, put up 23 points, leading the team. Six of nine shooting, six nice. of eight from three. Incredible day from uh, deep for James Bolden. And five of seven from the free throw line as well. He did foul out of the game, unfortunately, but this one, gotta this one was in, you gotta in hand by the, by the end of the, the second half. Yeah, James Bolton, Christian named Beadle, he was really on fire this game against Southern Miss. What what, what was it, 22 points? I, I don't have the stuff. 20, 23. 23. God, Beadle, man. Beadle. Beadle, I get worried sometimes because, you know, Beadle's not the tallest guy on the court, and Beadle's very aggressive. He's got a little dog in him. He does. Right. He brings that West Virginia with him. He's got a little dog, a lot of the dog in him, and he likes to drive the lane, and I think three or four times, especially during the first two games, he go drive the lane, get to the rim, and just get swatted down. Right. And I'm like, Beadle, you got to figure out something else. I'm telling myself, to, I'm speaking to the television back home, I'm like, Beadle, right. you got to do something here. You got to figure out something else. And Southern Miss. That's a guy who's had wrist, shoulder, hand yeah. issues. Really, you gotta do, Risky yeah. to be going in there. And Figure it out, buddy. But 21 minutes, too. He scores 23 points, 6 of 9 uh, from the field. Nice. And he really – all six shots from three. Uh, Beetle, what can you say about him? Hey. I love it. He's got, he's got that dog in him. That's why he fouled out. Because he yeah. he's, he's, he's playing such tenacious defense. He's he got is. quick hands. He, he gets up on his man, yeah. and he's, he's not backing down. I think him and Herb Jones 
as a one-two punch, although they did combine for nine fouls in this Southern Miss game. It was not the best night for fouls with yeah. the, between the two of them, but they, I think that they are going to be the key in conference play defensively. Uh, you've got to have them on and keep them engaged and out of foul trouble. I know we said that a lot last year with uh, Herb Jones. Keep him out of foul trouble, and he will carry your team uh, in momentum. Mm-hmm. And that translates on the offensive end. Uh, just looking at the past month, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this. I'm very proud of these offense that we have brought in. Do you realize there's only one time that we haven't passed 70 points? And it was against North and it was freaking in, in Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. yeah, right. So like, you know, honestly, these guys putting up 80, basically 80 points a game. And I think on the defensive end, you know, Iowa State's probably the abnormality out of all of them. Where it's just like there's there's just you just can't like they were just shooting lights no, out. They're just it's just it is what it is. It was, it was on brand. It was off brand. You know, it is what you can do. But everybody else, you know. It's very they're very winnable games. It's just working on the defense end of the ball. I think sure. the offense they're getting more and more it's into clicking. the system. They're clicking into it. I think we're seeing less and less turnover, like less and less stupid turnovers. <laughs> I want to say <laughs> for, for lack of better terms, <laughs> right. less yeah. and less stupid turnovers. So you know, I think it's clicking. I think we're getting there. I think by the end of this month, we should see our points kind of bump up to the upper eighties, lower ninety range. And then the defensive end. I think I think it's possible. You want more? I think more it's possible. Points. Hey, hey, we all we're gonna play faster. That's what NATO wants. Uh, he, he wants and we can play faster. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I think that they need to slow it down just a hair. And Let's I'm not faster. I'm not calling for them to slow down the offense. I'm calling for them to slow down the decision making. Because we've seen the turnover numbers be way too high. They cut them down in the battle for Atlantis. But 15 a game is still not where you want still to be. Still a lot. <laughs> you know, when 15 is a five five turnover decrease from your previous average, right? I mean, well, I mean it's, you, it's you, a step in the right direction, but you're not there yet. I mean, you can still slow down the decision-making and still score more points because you're giving less turnovers and you're just making more passes. Right, I, I agree with that, but I think... Saying to speed it up even more is a, a risky, risky proposition right. for a team that's already mm-hmm. turned. I, right. understand, I understand. So, what Decem- you're so December we slow down the decision making, and then by January we speed up the process. I, I like that. I like that better. timetable. That's better. I like the timetable. That's our recap of the battle for Atlantis. When we come back on the other side, uh, we'll talk about some of the upsets around college basketball, uh, some of the most impressive teams over this first mo- month or so, and uh, just take you all the way around the world of college basketball. You're listening to the Bama Baseline Podcast. The Capstone, 90.7 FM, WVUA. We're back here in the Bama Baseline studios. Welcome back to the show. Uh, the Bama Baseline studios, they're always in chaos. Just It's a mess around here. It's a sinking ship, and then... It's it's me, James, and Trevin just playing the uh, violin as it goes down. But uh, Trevin looked at me during the break. He says, "Hey, big news! <laughs> Miami. Who was it? Indiana. Indiana versus Miami. And In, hold on. Big. He says, big news. Women's basketball. <laughs> Miami versus Indiana. <laughs> It's seven to five with five minutes left in the first quarter. 
Big news. Big, that's very it, big news. Put it on the that's poll. Very big news. Is it big? Put it on the poll. Were you aware that they played quarters in women's basketball? Yes, I was. I, I was. was. Put it on the poll. We all were. Put, put we're the, the, the listeners. We'll put it on the poll. Also, James, put it on the poll at Bama Baseline on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> is it ever big news that Miami and Indiana are seven no, to five? Nothing about quarter? Miami or Indiana is big news. It put it put it on the poll. Well, Indiana's now up eight to seven. Thank you. So. Right, live up. Thanks, Chris, from the Bama baseline studio. But let's get into our. I'm going to eject you out of the studio next time. You know let's what? Get... You know I would appreciate that. A lot. I would fly through the air. I just have wings and everything. I love it. All right, let's get into this discussion. <laughs> Speaking of wings, the top two teams in the AP poll are bird mascots. <laughs> Louisville and Kansas. <laughs> That's a good segue. Not the, not the two teams at the top of the polls uh, just a week ago. Lots of upsets in college basketball. Lots of surprises in college basketball. What have been... Who's going to say what, it first? We'll, we'll, we'll start off with the surprises. Who's what has been the biggest surprise in college basketball? Michigan. Yeah. Uh, that's what we were all thinking. No, Upset I'm going surprise. against you here. I'm Upset going against surprise. That's I'm what going we were all thinking. Here. Going against what you. Got? Dayton. Dayton. Don't bring the rivals into this. Get, get out of here. Get out. Dayton. They have been the most surprising to me. I thought they were going to be a good A-10 team. They come out, and not only do they run Georgia out of the gym and beat Virginia Tech fresh off of a, a big win, they then go in and, and really compete with Kansas. That's right. You know, it, it, well, how weird is this? How, how just strange is it to watch an Anthony Grant team like this that scores over 80 points a game? It is. Uh, it's it's really odd. It's really flying around on offense. Uh, he's got a good ball player, too. Seems That's, rude. Yeah. Uh, Obi Top. Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> he's a really good ball player. He's going to be a high draft pick. And I think that's a lot of their success is coming by way of him. But how weird. It's that's just I'm I'm blown away. Like And that's why I've been six, so impressed. Six with them. years ago I think you're, you're making my point for me here of how impressive this really has been, this run that they've been on. So I just think it's rude. <laughs> I, it's very rude. <laughs> I think it's rude. <laughs> it's very rude. So you put in effort now. We, not we've gotten the Appreciate we've it. gotten the pace of play that we want Appreciate with it. Coach Oates and I'll ask now what what has been the biggest upset for you so far? We've had a lot of big ones. Who's gonna say it first? Uh, the Duke loss, obviously. Yeah, that's pretty big. I that's that pretty all right. Wh- which one was bigger though? That or the <laughs> Kentucky? No, 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 no. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Stephen F. Austin because Steve. you know because you know how I feel about Calipari. He's he's he always can bring in the talent, but you know me, I always just think he just can't coach the talent. That's this is this is Mike Shashevsky at home and Duke versus a non ranked team. And the Cameron crazy's going crazy. There is no reason on God's green earth that Duke should lose that game. Well, this is a huge upset. I don't know what you... No, you I'm, not, I, no, no, no. I'm not arguing that either one is not a huge upset. James, Duke is way These more impressive. These are two of the Duke. biggest upsets of all time. Duke is more, way more impressive than... The Duke upset was way more impressive. I like how we went absolute there. Already, it's the biggest of all time. I said two of. <laughs> two two of, of the okay, biggest. It's right good. up there with Virginia. UNBC. Yeah, UNBC. <laughs> the, you know, UNBC showing some love to all the the teams that get upset wins yeah. now on Twitter, yeah, which I think is great. Media. 
They're, they're, they're really good. Too. They're really relevant after all this time. But, uh, you know, Ken Palm, uh, Ken Pomeroy, I'm not sure if you're familiar, uh, he had Stephen F. Austin ranked as this uh, 264th team in the country. Duke was first. All right. right. It just by Ken Palm measurements. But, and they go in and beat them at home. Not only at With home. With the greatest coach in maybe – you could argue the greatest coach in team sports history. Mike Chichester. You can. You, yeah, can, you argue can, make, that, can easily right? make that argument. And they, they, they lost to Stephen F. Austin, which is a good team, by the way. No, we're not going to disrespect and, Stephen and it's, F. Austin. And it's not like – Especially they, this week. We're not right. going to disrespect and Stephen F. And Austin. And it's not like Stephen F. Austin just beat them in regular time. They beat them in overtime here. That means Shusevsky had time to say, guys, this is, a, this is a serious game. We really need to get it together and like come out here and actually actually play because obviously they're good enough to keep up with you and then they still was just like nah we got this fam <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know my favorite part of watching that whole game and this I think is the last thing I'm going to say about it is they zoomed in it's on Fox for some reason number one a Duke game on Fox he just oh, that's, that, that was bizarre that, that's weird it's usually it's, just it's strictly not, ESPN or CBS it's not a conference just let them be you know it, like Last, I think it's 22 seconds left. Right. Duke's got the ball in right. the timeout. Coach K's in the huddle. He's drawn up a play. They're zoomed in, in on, on the, the clipboard. Yes. And he turns it around. And I don't know if you've seen this. We're going to tweet it out from the Bama Baseline account, uh, at Bama Baseline on Twitter. Uh, it's just absurd. Just it's it's scribble. It's chicken scratch. What are you doing? I, I, the greatest coach. Is he? We, it made me call in the question. Coach K's health. What looking at this play? Hold on. It's, it's it was bad. You don't think it was just an elaborate play? No, I don't. <laughs> I think no. I think he I was thought, just. I thought it was an I, anteater. I think, <laughs> I think the situation was. I think the situation was like he was. He's very stressed. He's like, guys, we're about to lose this game. All right. So he's going to the clipboard. He's like, you just need to do this. He's need to do this. He just just he's just going fast as he can. While he's mentally like explaining it wise, it seems genius. Yeah, like, drawing it on in, the clipboard. It's in like, the studio, what, if he was holding the doing? pin the way Trevin was just demonstrating, I understand why it looks so bad. <laughs> Imagine being imagine being a top athlete in college basketball. You're playing for the Duke Blue Devils under Mike Shashesky. You're going to be like if you're on that floor, you're probably going to be in the NBA one day, right? And you're down for some reason against Stephen F. Austin at home, and you look to your greatest coach of all time to give you insight. You're tied, actually. You're tied. Right. Excuse me. You're yeah. tied against Stephen F. Austin. Last play of the game is supposed to be. You look to your greatest coach of all time for something. Is it coach K, give me something to run. And he turns around and he gives you that. That. He gives you that. What are, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do if you're a player in that situation? Because I couldn't read it. Coach, which one's me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Coach, which one's me? Coach, what do you want me to do? <laughs> now, I'll, we, we've given all the reasons for the, for the Duke upset, and I don't – I'm going to give you the it's, other side of this. It's the greatest. Oh, and I don't, I don't agree with this necessarily. But for the sake of podcasting, I'm going to give you the other side. Why Evansville over Kentucky was bigger. Evansville was led into Rupp Arena Uh by a former Kentucky player. And this is not just a former Kentucky player. What era did that player come from? 
That would be the Rick Pitino era. And if there's any two people who hate each other on this planet, it is John Calipari and Rick Pitino. <laughs> so to have a Rick Pitino player come into Rupp Arena and upset a John Calipari team, uh, you know from Greece, Rick Pitino was jumping with joy. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Pitino, he's hiding it. He's not in Greece. He's actually in Transylvania because he's a vampire. <laughs> he's he's hanging on to a ledge, just glee, just overrun with glee, hanging upside down. Yeah, and I was like, the effects on that fan base to have a former player come in and do that to your team—that's demoralizing. When you're when you're a Cameron crazy, you know that that's not going to be your season. When you're a Kentucky fan, you also know that's probably not going to be our season. But it hurts a little bit more because of the the effect that it has in that moment. But is it Duke? Well, I'm. Well, you it, is it at home? Well, no, but here's the well, thing. It, it was at home. Here's, it was at home. Here's my counter. Is it at Cameron Indoor Stadium? It was not at Cameron Indoor, but those. I, I understand the Cameron Crazies, yes, they are on a class of their own. Yes. But that is almost entirely students. You know they all went to class the next morning and barely remembered what happened in that arena. That's not true. Let's go ahead and take that statement back. <laughs> Big Blue Nation. That is a huge fan base that is a majority older fan base. Glory Road. Get, 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 out get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. What? I don't know. Great contribution to the conversation. Do you know, remember that movie? I remember that movie, yes. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it back up. I feel our which was bigger conversation. I'm trying to make a, make a point here. We got awkward thoughts. I can't. I can't. This is <laughs> this debate is okay. It's just, but what, it, it, what team but, do you like at the top of the polls <laughs> to go to the final four that maybe not everybody has? <laughs> Save us from this madness. Well, I have to pull up the polls first. Hold oh. on. As long as you understand that Kentucky is just is not worse than it's not worse than. No, I mean, and, and again, that's not necessarily my my viewpoint. I'm giving you the other side of it. Okay. You but, spent you spent ten minutes trying to tell us what, what <laughs> why it was a bigger loss El, Evansville to uh, Kentucky Evansville beating Kentucky and you still have not told us why <laughs> it was a bigger loss. He said well, say, he said because there's more personal connections. It's a mostly. more it's a more personal loss. Okay, just like how we, like when we lose to Clemson, we're like oh we lost, but Dabble played here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't same, think that's the same. Same thing. Same, 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 same thing. All right, what, what was it again, James? Say it again. All right, give me your team in the top 25 that you're looking at here that you think can make a run to the Final Four that maybe not everybody has. Uh, we have just turned to December. Uh, I don't think Louisville's going to keep it up. I don't think Kansas is going to keep it up. This is what an extreme year in college basketball for, you know, it's just very, there's a lot of parity here, you know. There has been. It's just there's no – I don't think there's going to be one clear-cut team all year that will, you know, show itself as the best team in the day. And how about Michigan State, considered the consensus number one before the season, now struggling three losses. They could be out of the polls next Two week. losses, sir. Well, they have a third. They just, just lost. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't read. To Duke, yes. Yeah. So, I, it, no. With that being said, I think Michigan State's probably the one on the outside looking in that could probably make that run at the Final Four. Um, I think you know, still got the same coach. Izzo, right? I'm not confused. Yes, Tom Izzo. Thank you. Still the hey, coach. So I always no, look, look, look. Y'all think I'm playing? I always mix him and the Anthony up all the time. Look, just. Stop. But yeah, Tom is still De- great. Anthony. Yeah, Mike. De- Anthony. D'Antonio. De- De- get, get, get out of here. Get, two oh minutes. God. Get this out. This has been two a rough two, two, two oh, minutes. Rough day. The rough day for Travis. Two right. minutes. Get out. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The coach at Michigan. Mark D'Antoni. Yes. Mark D'Antoni. Thank you. The football you. coach. The football coach. I always mix those t- their two names up. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure. Yes, they still have Tom Izzo as their coach. They still have experience from last year. I think Michigan State is a good team on the outside looking in. I wouldn't be shocked also if Memphis made a run for it when yeah, Wiseman Memphis, comes back. Memphis is my team because they, they're without Wiseman. They're without Keenonis right now, uh, one of their best shooters. And it they, they've got the best – they had the number one recruiting class in the country. We know this is a one-and-done one and done sport. Yeah. College basketball Absolutely. is nowadays. And veteran experience is important, but I think dominant once in a generation talent trumps that. And I, I, I see that from James Wiseman uh, from the center position. Absolutely. You know, that's sort of for me too. I'm thinking too, obviously, of, of Virginia because. Can't ever count out Virginia. It's just, it, what, what, it's disgusting to watch. It's just it really what they're doing. You know, what they did to Maine. Held them to 12 points and a half. Well, they did the main. They did the same thing to Syracuse. They did. A good team, I think. I don't, we're not sure we're about not that sure. yet. We're not sure. They're in the ACC. The jury is out. But Virginia, what they're doing to these people, it should be against the law <laughs> to play, play basketball like this. I can't imagine, you know, in Virginia, really good basketball school, you know, traditionally, Ralph Sampson, yeah. among others. Uh, what? Kyle Gallagher. <laughs> Others, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what they're doing is just demoralizing. It is it is just so hard to watch, so hard to beat. It's going it's going to be hard not to put them back in the final four this year. It really it really will be. I think that they're they're they interrupt what you're trying to do so much that it's hard to game plan. You know, when you go in knowing that you're, the offense is going to come to a grinding halt. How do you game plan for that? I'd rather get a I'd rather get a root canal than have to game <laughs> against, against Virginia. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I, I don't want to. Do I, w- it. I don't want to wish that on my worst enemy. Right. I, now. What, what, Never imagine, mind. Imagine, I would put that on Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> imagine being a basketball coach. Okay, and we'll, I think we'll end with this. Imagine being a basketball coach and you got to play Virginia next, and you're in the film session. Imagine just what film were you there. taking away? What, yeah, <laughs> other than that, they they're gonna lock you up defensively, trying to game plan around that defense. You're not gonna learn anything from their offense because no. their 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 only goal is to score more points than you did. That's it. That's, that's the, it. That's the primary goal of the game. That's <laughs> it. Is, they one are of the original rules of basketball. James Naismith would be proud. <laughs> Put the ball of in the Virginia Cavaliers. Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. <laughs> you do. All right. That's gonna do it for the second segment, Trevin. Mark D'Antonio is also still employed at Michigan State. They are both still there. Not Mike D'Antonio. Mark D'Antonio. In case you were wondering. But uh, that'll do it for this segment. We'll be back. Uh, We'll have a preview of the Stephen F. Austin game here in Coleman Coliseum and more. The Capstone, 90.7 FM, WVUA.
Welcome back in to the Bama Baseline Podcast. Uh, sitting here again, uh, we, I want to formally apologize for my co-host Trevin Pierre Noel, who <laughs> we've gone to last, class during the break. Banner segment for him. The it's, last segment. it's finals week, guys. You, you understand? I mean, we understand. You understand? Banner segment though, because I think you know. He looks at us and he says, we're trying to break down Duke, uh, Michigan State and says, is Tom Izzo still there on the air? Is Tom Izzo still there? <laughs> yes, he's still there. I always get him confused with DeAnthony, the other coach. <laughs> who is, speaking of course of uh, Mark D'Antonio, the football coach yes. at Michigan State. Who is but, on the hot seat. Yeah, No doubt about it. He's on the hot seat. Uh, but, you know, that's the essence of our show. We appreciate you listening. You know, we have here, it's Travis and I sitting in the gas bag chair, and then there's James, just a beacon of professionalism and journalistic integrity. <laughs> Bringing the- He's really keeping us together here. I do James my best. Is. Thank you, James. Uh, James, what, speaking of, what's next? <laughs> well, in this segment, we're going to break down this Stephen F. Austin game. Uh, they're coming off of a big win against Duke. We've touched on it a little bit in this show. Uh, but what are you looking for in this game from Alabama uh, going up against the Lumberjacks in a return game from a home-and-home? Home? Yeah. Uh, speaking of return game, last year was a huge game for Stephen F. Austin. The tie went to beautiful Nacogdoches, Texas. Uh, for New Year's, and they really, they literally shut down the town. Uh, so Alabama come there. Oh, it was really cool. Uh, of course, one, thank goodness, uh, against Stephen F. Austin last year. This year, I exp- it's going to be really, this is a really big team. And not necessarily just by the size, but they play big. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about them a while ago beating Duke in Cameron Indoor Stadium. I don't think they hit what, two threes the whole night? Something like that. They, they, they shoot. don't shoot much from the floor. They don't shoot at all. They beat you up inside. And coinc- consequently, that's where Alabama is really, apart from Javian Davis, is really yeah. struggling at, is interior defense, post-defense. So I, I, I'm worried a little bit about that. I, it's going to be hard to tell because you, you've got the thing that John Petty is going to carry over his hot shooting from the Bahamas back here, back home, especially off, you know, a week's rest. You got to think it's going to be – he's going to be back. Uh, it's going to be a good one to watch. Yep. Uh, if you're not – you got to be in Coleman Coliseum for it. Yeah, coming yeah. off of a 65-point win against Arlington Baptist and the Patriots, Who? Stephen F. Austin St- <laughs> is coming into this game red hot. <laughs> red hot with wins yeah. over Duke. And Arlington Baptist, of course. <laughs> so, so this will be a big, doomed. A, big, a big game for the Tide. Put, and, put, uh, James, put it on the poll. <laughs> if 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 your opponent just comes off a sixty-five point win against Arlington Baptist, are you doomed? Yes or no? Probably, but I I think that this is going to be a good game for Alabama. Uh, I, I do think that. Stephen F. Austin, they're a good basketball team, don't get me wrong, but Alabama is a team that wants to go up and down the floor, and when you're a big team like Stephen F. Austin, you don't want to run. that's one of your worst fears is having to run all day. And we know that that Duke team, if they have had one pitfall over the last few years, it's been their pace of play. That's right. Uh, Three-point shooting last year was a struggle, but this year it seems to be up a little bit. Uh, but that their pace of play, they're one of the slowest in the country. They like to slow it down. Uh, 
But Alabama is not going to play that style. They're going to run, and they're going to run fast. So I, I think that this is an opportunity for Alabama to really get a, a good resume win. Uh, any Anytime you have a, a win on your resume uh, that has a win over Duke, and of course that has a 65-point win, albeit against Arlington <laughs> against Baptist. Against Arlington Baptist. <laughs> but it, it will be a good resume win for Alabama if they can go in there and, and take care of business against the Lumberjacks. Uh, I really want to see Shackelford have a good game out of here. I want to know that what happened in the Bahamas was because your ceilings were low. And you just couldn't shoot that well uh, overseas, you know. You know the the passport just messed with your arm just a little bit more than it used to. You know what I'm saying? The passport, cause you got a passport. Shut. Anyways, so I just want Shackelford to come out shooting lights out. You know, get back into Coleman, get back to a friendly environment, start shooting the lights out again. Uh, again, cut down on the turnovers just a little bit more, and then seeing Javion Davis just kind of just I don't know take more effort on the rebounding end, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, I do think that this team, they're, they're trending in the right direction. As we said, turnovers are down, and I think that it's only going to get better in this month of December because uh, we're, we're playing good competition, but not the level of competition that we played uh, in that, that tournament over in Atlantis. So I, I think this will be a good litmus test of a month for Alabama going into conference play. Can we string together some wins, build some confidence, show what this offense uh, can be, and also uh, prove that we can, can can get contributors on the defensive end of the floor. Yeah, and I won't, I won't say it again because we can't talk about it enough. Uh, the schedule, man. It's, it's rough. Oh, my goodness. It's tough. I mean, even Richmond looks like a really good Richmond, basketball team really right now at the, end of the, at the end of the month. I, I don't think – with with you know, all due respect, FAU and Southern Miss, I don't think Alabama's played a bad team or a team that's not going to be in the NCAA tournament this year. Mm-hmm. This is this is tough. This is really tough, especially if you're Coach Oates and you're trying to implement a, implement a new culture and new system. Uh, and he's not working his way into a system. He he eight, has thrown them into the defense. He's jumped in with You're both going feet. to play this way. <laughs> And if we win, we win that way. If we lose, we lose that way. And you know that's that's a, that's a point of optimism for this team is you can absolutely tell that it's it's different. It's a different ball team. It's a different offensive philosophy. It's a different way of running the court. Uh, they're you know even on the defensive end, uh, they're a bit more in your faces. Uh, even though like some shots are gonna drop, right? Right. You know uh, how many times against North Carolina did uh, was there a hand in the face of a North Carolina shooter and just goes in just miracle. Yeah. You know, uh, that, but that's Alabama basketball, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's Alabama basketball. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's there's no there's no there's no time for you to sit and say, all right, let's just go this. Let's let's take it easy this next game. You know, we're playing so and so this next game. We'll have to be so stressed out about it. No. There's no, no time for that anymore because all the teams are just so freaking good. They are. They're, they're so good. And it's, it's uh, Stephen F. Austin this weekend beat Duke, huh? Yeah. And they've so, also beat Arlington Baptist. <laughs> they did They did do that. <laughs> you got to follow that up with Penn State. At, no, in, at, in, at Penn State. At Penn State. One loss, Penn State. Right. And then no. you have to go to Birmingham and play Sanford. Sanford, that's right. it. And that'll be your easiest game. That'll be your easiest but it's, game it's until conference. essentially a road game, but Alabama will still have the numbers in terms of the crowd there. Yeah, and then you go up to Huntsville and you play Belmont. 
in the Rocket City that's going, that's going to be a tough game against Belmont. They're a really good major team again this year, uh, with even with a new coach. And then you close out the decade by playing Richmond here at Coleman. And Richmond, that, that's another I just I just said. I, they've looked good this year. They've looked like a really good basketball team so far. And so we'll see how they how they come out. We'll see what happens over these these next few weeks. But uh, I do think it's important for Alabama to string together some wins there yeah. and uh, exit this decade in style. I, I want them to go four and one during this. Well, that's why I was about to ask. Uh, realistically, what do you expect Alabama to do? Uh, I expect four and one in this stretch. I expect them. They're they're probably going to drop one of these. I wouldn't be shocked. I would. I wouldn't be upset if they did either. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. think four and one's what you should expect. I think if you want if you want to continue to call yourself an, a tournament contender, I think it's got to be five and zero. Oh. I th- I don't think wrong. you can I don't think you can go into to the conference play uh, with that many losses on your record. Uh, you you've really kind of maxed out uh, your wiggle room in the non conference portion when it comes to the win loss record. And uh, again, you know, you can go four and one, I believe, and still you know have a five hundred conference record. Was that nine and nine? Nine and nine five hundred conference, yeah. uh, and still be on the cusp of the tournament because you have this schedule to fall back on. Yeah, but you can't like if if you're Alabama now, you cannot you cannot afford to have a objectively bad game. Yeah, so no. you, yeah, you can do it. Go five hundred in conference play. Make like rattle off two quick wins in the SEC tournament. Lose to probably like maybe a Kentucky. You know, and then well, you'll be good. You know, and there's no rest here for anybody because you get through this. You know, if you're Alabama, you get through this non-conference schedule, the toughest in the country, in my opinion. And what do you reward it with? Florida. Florida. <laughs> in the O-Dome. Uh, two weeks you play at the O-Dome, at Rupp, and then you play Auburn and Mississippi State, who, again, Mississippi State looks yep. pretty okay. And, and then, then, then you go to Vandy. <laughs> you got to play at Vanderbilt. They, they got to play at Memorial yeah. Gym, the worst gym in America. <laughs> that's the truth. And Trent and Wofford at the end. And that's our, that's our preview for the Stephen F. Austin game. We'll come back one more segment. We'll have a list for you guys, very special list. Uh, stay tuned on the Bama Baseline podcast. The Capstone, 90.7 FM. WVUA. Welcome back into the Bama Baseline Podcast. One more segment here for you guys today. Uh, we have a list brought to us by Luke Ratliff. What do we got today, Luke? Uh, as everyone knows, cornerstone of good sports radio is lists. That's right. You've got to have a list, and it's always an easy talking point. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to really mail it in here. Uh, guys, give me your top five movies. Just you, your top five movies. All right, James, you always first. Go ahead. I am always first. Five to one, five first. Let's right. go. Five first. Number five. This one's going on there. It's the holiday season, but I put this one on year-round. Elf with Will Ferrell. Okay. Right. That's a good one. That's my favorite Will Ferrell movie. Good movie. All right. Top of the Will Ferrell list. Elf is a great one. Number four, this is kind of a throwback. One of my one of my favorite movies growing up. Tower Heist. It wasn't a big movie. Was that the one with Eddie Murphy? It was. It had yeah. Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. Right. Hey, that's underrated. Underrated. I was a big, okay. big fan. Okay. Saw it. Saw it in. Uh, I believe I was in middle school. That's actually, a Thanksgiving movie. And that's it was a, a, it was a good movie. one to see. Yeah. Number three, I'm gonna hit in here. Thor Ragnarok. 
Okay, thank you. The All right, there you go. There you go. Spot on. Great. Effects, right. great. Yes. I, the storyline was fantastic. Really like Thor they, Ragnarok. They really upgraded Thor. Yeah, they when you get when you got surround sound, the yes. movies. They gave him they gave him a new director level. and Taikiti mm-hmm. was it Taiki Wahidi? He he really carried that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll move it. I know him, but not Mike D'Antoni. Everyone looked at me there for a second. They can't see it because this is a podcast. But everyone looked at me for comment. I, I didn't have it. No comment there. Sorry, guys. We'll move moving to number two. Number two. We're going to go. This is a recent one. I was a big fan of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I really, okay. really like that. The one with Leonardo DiCaprio. It is Leonardo yes, DiCaprio. That's the last Tarantino movie. Yeah, Brad Pitt well. as well. I haven't seen it, and I really I wanted to it. watch it. It yeah. was beautifully made. Quentin Tarantino, great, great director. Uh, he makes some of the best films, as you're going to see with my number one choice here. Django Unchained. Hey, man, there we go. Django there we Unchained go. is there one of my go. favorite we're all, movies. We're all there high fives around the table. Django. There. Django Unchained. Speak on it. Fantastic Speak movie. on it. I like that. That's I, pre- I like that's, that's, that's You know what, wish. James? You know what, James? This is one of the very few times I commend you on your Oh, list. we got a, the second handshake of the season. We've had four podcasts and two handshakes. Well done. Between Trevin and James. All right, Trevin. I'm up. All right, so number five. Number five. I had to go with the movie that made me cry. Oh. So, my number five movie is The Lion King. The Lion King. Wh- <laughs> Which one? The original animated version. Okay. All right. No. I, I want you to throw okay. out the live action remake. <laughs> no, I, the live action remake was okay. I just didn't like the scar in the live action remake. It just, he didn't have the passion in his voice t- for me. You know, like the original Scar, every time he spoke, you know, his you had to sit on his words. Because that's the issue with live action is the voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like they, they, the hyenas weren't as funny. Timon and Puma. That, were, that is true. Timon and Puma were great in they the live great. action, but you know. All right, number four, I went with Saving Private Ryan. That's a good one. Save, that's pretty good. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. That opening beach sequence mm-hmm. it still gives me chills to this day, and just the entire storyline itself, just the progression of the characters. I just love the whole entire story of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and plus I'm, a, I'm I like World War II st- um, movies, so that's that's one of the things. Number three, this movie still makes me laugh, um, even to this day, and I know exactly when everything is coming. The Hangover. The yeah, original, hangover, the, original the original hangover. That's pretty good. You know, you know, that series really went downhill after the first one. It right. Did. The original hangover was so great, so charismatic. The comedy, the timing, the writing, everything was superb. It was so original too. We've never mm-hmm. seen anything like, like that. It. Right. And I feel like it's one of the it's one of those things where it you took, come out in your original with your with your ideas, yeah. but once you do them again, it, it loses that kind of luster that it has. And that's exactly what you see in the Hangovers two and three. Right, right. Yeah. It, it, the Hangover really like def, like changed what buddy films were. Yeah, so, absolutely. And like I said, it just makes me laugh. Just all the comedy was just so original, mm-hmm. was so great. Zach Galifianakis should have won more awards for that. Um, number two, number two. I'm going with Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. I. I, I don't, don't, don't this you is don't. one of the this is one of the few movies I've actually seen multiple times in theaters. Yes. there's probably only three of them that I have, and this one I saw at least three or four times in the right. theaters. What were, you, what were you about to say, Luke? Don't don't, don't hurt get my canceled the, live the, on the air. I'm the only one. I think I'm the only person on earth who still hasn't seen it, 
It's not for. I've seen. It's 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 not for Netflix. Well, I mean, like, yeah, but like, why can't I can just like go to Hulu and watch Seinfeld again, right? It's so hard for me to watch things, right? Wow. Okay. And like, like, so I I feel. I feel you. Are you are you a Marvel fan in general? Like I've watched them, you know. That's like, how I feel the about the Avengers in- series after the first or second one. Yeah. I'm like, I'll watch it to keep up with the cultural. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, you know. And like I missed, I missed Captain Marvel too. I missed uh, the Black Panther. I missed the first Amazing Spider-Man. I missed. You missed Spider-Man mm-hmm. um, Homecoming. I didn't miss Homecoming. I hated Homecoming. By the way, that's, that's what topic for another conversation. No, 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 no. It's not a topic for another discussion. How could you hate Spider-Man Homecoming? I just didn't like it. It seemed like he was just, I don't know. He's the perfect Spider-Man. I, I, don't, want, I don't like that Spider-Man. I'm, I'm, oh, my gosh. I'm stuck up, in his way. I grew, I grew, up, with Toby, I grew up with Toby Maguire Spider-Man. He wants his Spider-Man yeah. to have a full beard. Yeah. yeah. I know. No. I grew up with Toby Maguire Spider-Man, and he was great. He was perfect. No, he was not. Anyways. Okay. All right. All right. Number one. He was geeky, but he, number just, one. he wasn't the age. And number one, I also went with another superhero movie. This one also made me cry, but it was not because of the actual movie itself. It was the actual ending that made me cry, realizing that I spent 10 years of my life in this invested in this world. It was Avengers Endgame. It was the best? That's, 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 that's best the best one. movie. And I'm only going on that strictly off of the emotions I felt the first time I watched it. Yeah, because that kind of ties back to, like you said, 10 years of, I mean, that's a series of... 20 plus movies that you watched to get to that yeah, point to get to yeah. that point and then it all culminated and then the they had the references the callbacks to all of it and then sitting there in the movie theater I already knew there wasn't going to be like a post credit scene but I still sat there just hoping that there was just a little bit more <laughs> and like after they did like the like the final like character introductions just like thanking everybody who did it I just I shed a tear because I was like dang that whole storyline is actually finished. And also special mention to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. What? Is it the worst thing ever when people clap in the movie theater? Yes. Yes. It depends. It depends. It depends. On a first viewing? No. Yes. Yes. If you're in there and there's three people in the theater and this movie's been out for three months, do what you want. I really don't care. Yeah. Well, but I don't need... I don't first need. viewing... I, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that because it really just depends on the movie. Because like there are certain movies that like you know like Avengers, I would say it's totally acceptable to just clap at the end of the movie because like you know well after it's over though yeah after they it's come over out of the portal well that, why are you don't clap? clap watch the film. Watch I'm not gonna, the film. I was one of the people that was clapping. Like, Let's go! Uh, you were the worst now, person. Now, now I wasn't James, the only one. Now, I wasn't the only one. Now, Luke. Yeah. now horror movies. Oh yeah, I love oh. commentary during horror movies. Oh now, yes, I, I, was, I, I watch uh, Get Out. Oh, in a packed theater. Now here's the thing. I've never been happier. Here's in my the life. thing. Before we move on to my list of top five movies of mm. all time. Oh, I should put that on there. Get Out. Special mention. Get Out. <laughs> before, before we move on. Uh, I can't watch horror movies. I just can't do it. You can't I, that's do understandable. It. I, I, I know there's a lot of. I don't like being scared. So why would I? Why would I object myself? You might like a thriller more than a horror movie. Well, no. I can I can watch a thil- thriller. Thrillers like, are good. I watched the, I, like I love the original Stephen King. It. Mm-hmm. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> good. 
It's a good one. Uh, but like, I don't like being, you know, jump scared. scared. I don't like the jump scared. You know, scared. Now see, I I get people get on to me because I li- I li- I enjoy a good horror movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're the but they're the best comedies. When jump score, <laughs> that, that is the true. I agree with that. Was a funny movie. <laughs> when I'll get hit with a jump scare, like I'll I'll jolt up, yeah. and people act like I'm terrified of what happened. And I say no. I just have good reaction times. Like I'm, that's a good that's a good thing to have when in the real world somebody actually pops out and I jump and you don't. You know, that's, I'm the one that's living life level. right. That's a galaxy brain there. All right, all right, Luke. all right. Top five films in the top five. Time. Number five. Number five. Uh, there's. I think I'm in the minority here, but there was this Johnny Depp film in 2015. I'm a big gangster movie buff. Okay. Y'all learned that about me. Uh, Black Mass. It was Johnny Depp's playing Whitey Bulger. Huh. Uh, the early, the late seventies Boston mobs. Oh, I loved it. It was such a good movie. I went and seen that movie twice in theaters. It was so good. Oh, I like that. If you get a chance, watch. I might have that. Seems like a movie I would watch on a plane. It's really good movie. Okay. All right. uh, number four. <laughs> number four. Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> 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 you can't beat it. That's a classic. It's, it's, just, classic. it's just two hours of Patrick Swayze as a bouncer in a bar beating up people. It's so good. <laughs> All right. It's so good. Number three. The Godfather. The original one. The Godfather. Oh, okay. The first Godfather. All right. Breaking right. the classics out of you. I I'll say this is probably one of the best scenes in all of cinema is uh, Marlon Brando and Al Pacino in the garden. Uh, it, it, in the, towards the very end when uh, Vito Corleone is dying uh, it's about to die uh, them two in the garden that's a great scene in cinema history I'll say that uh, moving on uh, number two number, number two. two number two number two deduce my cousin Vinny <laughs> my cousin as, as a primo film I will I will, I will stop Every time it's on IFC like three times a week, I'll stop every time, drop everything I'm doing, and watch it. It is so good. Marissa Tomei is just mwah. Her, it's her best role. It, her best alongside uh, Wild Hogs with uh, Tim Allen. It's her best role. Uh, I love that movie. That is, that is that is that is if you're a law student, they should make you watch that for one semester in law school. It's just so good. Uh, and number one, Godfather hey, Part Two. No Part Two <laughs> above Part. That's one of those it's really good that's reversals of yeah. the sequel rule. It's really that, good. it's very rare for that to happen. The it sequel is. being better. It than happens original. occasionally though. It doesn't beat it out by a lot, but it beats it out. It is such a good movie. Uh, Al Pacino, his best role. Uh, just the arc of the film, the emotional arc, the, the just how invested you are in that movie. It's really it's it's one of a kind. I enjoyed it so much. I'll watch it all the time if I have the time. All right. Well, that concludes our list, and that concludes this podcast. Uh, Another another great podcast in the books. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys go to that Stephen F. Austin game. That's this Friday, 7 o'clock. December 6th, 7 o'clock, Coleman Coliseum. Be there. Uh, They're giving away T-shirts. That's pretty cool. That'll if you're be, listening to this before Friday, that'll be nice. You need to go. Go get a T-shirt. Uh, enjoy the game before you head out for winter break. Uh, we will be having a podcast next week. Uh, that will likely be our last podcast with the full ensemble 
until after winter break. Uh, so coming what's, back, what's going to happen is it's just going to be Jane speaking into a microphone. It could for be. About we'll two see. Weeks. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, we'll 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 be back next week. We'll have another list for you guys. We'll have a we'll breakdown. See what we'll have previews of the rest he, of the games. He is plotting right now. <laughs> this has been the Member Baseline Podcast. I'm James Fletcher. I'm Trevor Pierre. I'm Luke Ratliff. Thank you for listening. We'll speak to you next week. <laughs>